0: In this episode, we're going to talk about some of the most common mistakes that I see with people running one-on-one meetings. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. This week, I want to talk about one-on-one meetings. Yes, most managers slash leaders, they know that they should be having one-on-one meetings on a recurring basis be this weekly, bi-weekly, some do a monthly, where they check in and sit down on one-on-one with each and every direct report. Now, one-on-one meetings in general are pretty straightforward, simple to do. There isn't much magic to the format in itself, but there is some magic to running one-on-one meetings effectively. And I've made numerous mistakes myself when it comes to one-on-one meetings, and I've learned my lessons And one-on-one meetings come up quite frequently in my coaching conversations where we talk about what's the agenda like and what do you actually get out of these one-on-one meetings and how could they be optimized? Because anytime that you have a standing meeting that happens on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis, having them be ineffective is a huge waste of your time and your team members' time. A one-off meeting, we can kind of tolerate, right? Oh, that was a waste of an hour, but that was one-off. Okay, let's just move on. But recurring meetings, oh no, they better be well managed. And as a leader, it is on you to make sure that these one-on-one meetings actually are helpful for anyone involved, are set and scheduled with the right cadence and the right time length that makes sense for your team members, as well as for your schedule. Now, overall, the reason why we want to do one-on-one meetings, because it allows you as a leader to coach your team members to actually go beneath their surface level and not just give tactical advice that you could in a slack message forth them back and say go there do this speak to that person and so on but instead you're going below the surface level and you look at what's actually going on underneath all of this what might be causing some friction or some conflict or stress or misalignment This doesn't happen in quick interactions. We really have to sit down and have the time and space to take a step back and look at things more broadly. And that's what one-on-one meetings are for. It also is a opportunity for you to share information, to pass down things that are relevant and for your employee to let you know of things that may be a little bit more sensitive, maybe a little bit more vulnerable about what's going on in their life or are harder to write in an email or a Slack message and the like wouldn't be appropriate. And last but not least, it is also a big opportunity to build the relationship, develop trust, get to know each other better and make sure that you're in alignment in terms of expectations and there's clarity on what to do next and what success in a particular project, on a task, a responsibility or in the role overall would look like. Oftentimes, uh, managers also include sort of career conversations into one-on-ones and that's done less frequently. Those things might take place every month, once a month or every other month or once a quarter. And if you do bring in sort of the bigger picture career conversations in terms of what they should learn next or what role they would want to move into, overarching opportunities and interests and strength and so forth, I would suggest that in those conversations, you add on more time. You want want to add an extra 30 minutes to the meeting and you do this on a recurring basis as well. You let your team members know what you expect, how they can best prepare and so forth. But I'm not going too deep into how to run meetings effectively in itself with very tactical advice. and telling you how to set the agenda and what to actually talk about. Instead, I want to highlight three common mistakes that I see happen most often when it comes to one-on-one meetings. The first one is that one-on-one meetings are too task-focused and not enough people-focused. Your one-on-one meetings are not tactical status updates that could be tracked in a task management tool or shared over email. That's not what one on one meetings are for. So if you notice that in your one on one meetings with your boss or with your team members, what you do is give the other person a status update or you're receiving a status update, then that would be a red flag to reconsider. Okay, hold on a second. We do this every week. It takes us 15 minutes to update each other on the status of certain projects. While this is helpful. It would probably be easier if we track this somewhere else or we exchange information in an email ahead of time and we only then touch on the things where an actual intervention is necessary or where there is a lack of clarity in terms of what to do next. There are a number of ways to handle this and then turn that one-on-one around and make it less task-focused and instead more people-focused. Meaning You want to better understand what's going on for your direct report. You want to better understand what they're struggling with, how they're doing overall, not just in their professional lives. What's their mental state? What's their emotional state? What are they looking for? Where they might be stuck? What interests do they have that they'd like to pursue? How you can possibly help them in which ways that they're asking for your help and just have a conversation And just be curious to figure out what motivates them, what interests they have, the strengths and the skills and resources, talents and all that that they want to and could be bringing to the job. That's when these meetings become really, really helpful. They don't feel as productive potentially because you're not moving down a task list and you're not discussing the tactical things, but from a bigger perspective, having These relationship building moments and understanding someone else and their motives better will make you a better leader, will make it easier down the road to work together and to keep employees engaged and increase retention rates. So that's mistake number one is being too task focused. Mistake number two is that it's driven by you as the manager versus your employee owning the meeting. Yes, it's your responsibility to make sure that these meetings are run effectively. But preparing and running the meeting, that should be owned by your employee. It is their meeting, not your meeting. That also means they need to do a lot more talking than you should be doing. Let's do a quick self-evaluation here. Think about in percentage how much of your one-on-one meetings you're talking versus how much they're talking In the leadership development community, there's a bit of a consensus that a manager should probably be talking about 30% of the time and the employee should be talking about 70% of the time. So let's assume that were to be the benchmark or best practice. Honestly, identify where you would land on that and what you might need to do in order to potentially talk less or talk more. If you fall under that and because it's most common that managers will be the driver and will talk more and give advice and answers and suggestions and the employees are there to ask questions. If that's the case for you, then the recommendation would be to start coaching more and stop fixing and giving advice so much. We call this the advice trap. So get out of the advice trap, coach more, it will create so much more alignment and will help your direct reports actually grow and learn way beyond what's possible if you're continuously and consistently the problem solver and advice giver. But now you can't just drop that on your direct report without communicating. It has to be really clear to your team members that they need to prepare, give them some guidance on how to prepare. We learn all that inside the Leadership Accelerator program. Let them know what is expected and that this is their meeting and then your responsibility is to stop being so quick with answering questions and instead to adopt a coach-like mindset and approach in these conversations. Also something that we learn and practice in the Leadership Accelerator program. So the second mistake is that it's a lot more manager-driven than employee-driven. The third mistake that I see often is on that scale of low accountability to high accountability, high accountability is obviously what we're going for. Yet so many times these one on one meetings are status updates or conversations discussing our next steps, but then there's no accountability involved. It's not clear what to do and who is owning which task after the meeting. Takeaways or next steps are not tracked. And if they are tracked, if the employee doesn't actually follow through and what you were agreed or what they committed to in the conversation in your one on one meeting, then, well, that's it. Let's just keep moving and let's talk about it again. And that was that. In order to create and encourage accountability on your team, you can't let these things slip. You, as well as the other person, need to walk away with clear commitments that were made in the conversation so that next time around, you can check in on where they stand. And if they didn't do what they said they will do, it is on you to have an accountability conversation, which could sound something like this. Hey, last week you said you were going to do X, Y, C. It seems like X, Y, Z hasn't been done. What got in the way you made that commitment? And I'm here to mirror back and hold you to account to your own commitments. I'm not here to reprimand or punish. I'm highlighting you made a commitment and you didn't follow through. What happened? We want to make commitments only if we're pretty certain that we're going to follow through. And if we can't, we have to communicate that. At the moment, we realize we can't follow through on that commitment, which is ideally before that commitment was due or someone else is expecting a response, right? So that is on you in order to make sure that your one-on-one meetings really encourage and build in a sense of accountability. So again, be really honest, evaluate yourself on that scale from low accountability, that might be a one out of 10, you would have very high accountability, where would you fall and what can you do? There's small shifts, a couple of sentences or new agenda items that you want to add to your one on one meetings or topics you want to raise or address that would help you build in and develop a greater sense of accountability on your team. So let me quickly recap. The three common mistakes are that they're either too task focused, they're manager driven, and there's low accountability. Instead, what we're shooting for is that they're people focused, employee driven, and have a high degree of accountability built in. I will also link to my new manager toolkit with some additional guidance on one-on-one meetings as a resource. So go check that out as well. And if you're curious about the Leadership Accelerator and how that could help you set yourself up for success in your first leadership role, then visit RamonaShaw.com forward slash leadership accelerator. And of course, that link will be in the show notes too. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you next week in another of the Manager Track Podcast. Ciao, ciao. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to com forward slash masterclass to sign up.